the unknown. Mystery. Space. Have fun. Adventure. Suspense. Fantasy. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror. Welcome to journey number 157 of the Journey Into podcast, featuring Murder Castle, as presented by Lights Out. I am your guide in this journey, Marshall Latham, coming to you from base camp in the Treasure Valley. Hello there again, and happy Halloween. I wanted to feature something fit for the season at this time of year. So I, so I went back and I found something from the old time radio show Lights Out. I think I've only done one other presentation from Lights Out. I think I did the famous Chicken Heart episode uh, back several years ago. And of course, you know, that was made famous by a, a skit by Bill Cosby, which, which maybe you don't even remember that. As people probably aren't searching out Bill Cosby material. <laughs> in light of the uh, revelations of uh, some of his exploits. Uh, But I really got a kick out of uh, a lot of his comedy routines, and uh, Chicken Heart in particular was one of his most famous. And uh, I think I even played that on that episode when I did Chicken Heart. So I'll, I'll put that a link to that in the show notes. I think I did that as a double feature with another show. Um, something about worms, giant worms, or something like that. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll put that in the show notes if you want to listen to that as well. Um, but Lights Out, even though I haven't featured it a lot on the podcast, um, it was one of the earliest horror-themed radio shows um, ever. I think it was before like the Inner Sanctum, which I don't think I've played a lot of Inner Sanctum on here either. I need to rectify that. Um, and then, of course... Uh, suspense is another one that, while it's more suspenseful thriller, they, they threw some scary things in there as well. And suspense is probably the most popular horror-related old-time radio show that I know of. I, I learned stuff. There's a lot of strange ones. I've I found some websites and some podcasts that that's all they do is they play old horror old-time radio shows. And uh, so yeah, I've kind of learned a lot through there. So I'll I'll feature more and more of those as we go. Uh, But today's story, Murder Castle, um, I was drawn to it because of the title. And uh, unlike last journey we went on, the honeymoon in hell, uh, Murder Castle lives up to its title. And I look forward to presenting it to you today. Lights Out was a Chicago-based production, and it was started in 1933. Um, by Willis Cooper, who I didn't know. And I guess there's not a lot of Willis Cooper episodes left from the vault. I think some of his scripts were used later, but actual episodes 
when Willis Cooper was producing the show. There's hardly any episodes out there, but I'll do some more research and see what I can find, at least maybe using some of his scripts later on. But yeah, he was the creator of the Lights Out radio program, and it ran from uh, early 1934 through 1936. It was his show. And then later on, he, he decided to leave, and Arch Obler took over. Uh, for the remaining time, so you know, for another ten or eleven years of lights out before it transitioned off the radio and onto television, um, and that's who I'm familiar with is Arch Obler. He was the writer, creator, producer, um, oversaw everything going on with Lights Out. He, I'm definitely more familiar with him than I am with uh, Cooper. It's interesting to listen to some of these old time radio shows and realize that. That some of their programming was, you know, just as dynamic and engaging as what. In that, in the light of that, uh, let me share this story with you. I've got the Wamperdime radio tuner all set up here, ready to go. So come with me, and let's journey. Well, into the murder castle, of course. Holmes decides to rent rooms to visitors of the fair. He entirely renovates the upper floors of the castle, bringing in the most modern furnishings and luxuries, all purchased on credit, which Holmes had no intention of repaying. In addition to placing newspaper ads for rooms to rent, Holmes visited the fair with several of the Peitzel children, preying on elderly women who flaunted their wealth, making sure he invited them back to the castle for a warm night's stay in a soft bed. This would be a nice, comfortable chair. Oh, hello, long distance. How about the Happydale Sanitarium, Happydale, New York? Is Brooklyn your home? I haven't got a home, live in a hotel, don't like it. Uh, are your family Brooklyn people? Hello, have... I haven't got any family. What up, All alone in the world? Yep. No, no. no. Well, ma... Oh, Happy Dale, yes. Well, you've come to just the right house. Do sit down. Dale. D, like in D. You know when you dig a lock? That's right. And yeah, A, like in arsenic. Got that? Is there always this much noise? Oh, he doesn't live with us. See the headline, huh? Oh, see. Hello. I'd really like to see the room. I don't think I'll like it. The room's upstairs. Won't you try a glass of our wine before we start up? Never touch it. Oh, we, we, we make this ourselves. It's elderberry wine. Elderberry? I tell you, Captain, it don't make sense. We picked her up walking down the street saying the same thing over and over again. Why, well, she's as goofy as they come, I tell you. Listen to her yourself. Revenge, 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 revenge. Yeah, listen to her, Captain. 
over and over again. Such a young and pretty girl. What could have driven her out of her mind like that, I ask you? Revenge, 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 revenge. I'm looking for a Mr. Henry Stewart, if you please. Oh, oh, you mean about the advertisement? Yes, that's right. I got here as soon as I could. That's all right, that's all right. As long as you got here, that's all that matters. Come in, come in. Oh, thank you. Uh, just uh, put your suitcase down there. It'll be all right. Thank you. Huh. Now, if you'll come out this way. Thank you. Just step in here, Miss... Uh... Malone. Ella Malone. Oh, yes, of course. Miss Malone. Now, then, you'll have a chair, please. Oh, thank you. Ah, there we are. Now, then, Miss Malone, uh, to be perfectly frank with you, I wasn't quite expecting you today. Oh, I'm truly sorry, Mr. Stewart. But, you see, I, I took the wrong train and I... Well, I had the hardest time finding the house. I do hope you'll forgive me. Of course, of course. Don't give it another thought. Promptness may be a virtue, but we all can't be virtuous, now can we? <laughs> now then, uh, you're here in answer to my advertisement. Yes, sir. You wrote me. Oh, yes, yes, of course. You're the young lady from... Uh... Uh, from Queensville. Oh, yes, Queensville. Uh, you uh, have my letter with you? Oh, yes, sir. Right here, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yes, yes. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Now then, uh, your friends know you came here, of course. There's no one very much interested, Mr. Stewart. Oh, 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 come now. A pretty young girl like you, no young bows, and so on, so on. No, sir, there's no one. I mean, sir, you can depend on me to give all my attention to my work. Very commendable, very commendable indeed. My work, as I wrote you, is entirely confidential. My philanthropies are, to a great extent, entirely sub -rosa. No fuss, no feathers. You understand what I mean? Oh, yes, sir. As my secretary, my affairs will be entirely in your hands. My checking account, my finances, and so on, so on. Entirely in your care. I understand, sir. It's uh, quite a responsibility, and uh, you're quite a young woman. And as I wrote to the bank... Oh, oh yes, sir, I understand. Uh, the bond, I brought the money for it. Three hundred dollars. Uh -huh. I've got it right here, sir. Oh, fine, fine. That's very businesslike, yes, indeed. Uh, I'll give you a receipt, and there we'll be. Uh, Mr. Stewart. Yes? Oh, my pen. Oh, oh yes, here we are. Uh, my money. Uh, will I get it back from the bank any time I leave your employ... I mean, when you want me to? Hmm? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, now then, here we are. Received of Miss Nellie Malone. Ella. Oh, yes, of course, Ella. Memory isn't quite what it used to be. <laughs> That's why I need a good secretary. I'm very good at remembering things. Oh, you are, you are. Now then, here we are. Yes, this receipt is in good order. Received of Miss Ella Malone. $300 to be deposited with the Merchants Bank as surety bond. And to be returned to said Ella Malone upon request. There's my signature. How then, how's that? I'm sure that'll do very well, sir. <laughs> now, uh, then... Uh, <clears throat> You have got my receipt, but I... Uh... Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Oh, of course, I have it right here. I am sorry. Oh, well, I understand. The excitement of your trip. Here it is, Mr. Stewart. You see, I had it already in an envelope. Now, if you're open... Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Ben can do that when I send it to them in the morning. Now, uh, 
Just put your purse down there, and I'll show you to your new home. Yes, Mr. Stewart. Now, we'll go right up these stairs. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, you find I have quite a place here. Three stories high, and every inch of it my own design. Rather dark. Oh, oh, careful now, careful. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> Mustn't hurt yourself. Hardly the way to start a new job, now. <laughs> Now then, here we are. Got a nice room for you, very nice. Fact of the matter is, you can choose any room on this floor. But, Mr. Stewart, your daughters... Daughters? Yes, won't they object? You said any... Oh, yes, yes, my daughters. I did write to you about them, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, well, never mind about them. They're upstairs studying. <laughs> now, right here. I suggest that you take this room, at least for tonight. Whatever you say, Mr. Stewart. Uh, get the light on here. There we are. Nice, isn't it? Uh, I, I've never had such a large room. If you've got one a little smaller... On the contrary, my dear Miss Malone, you'll find this one smaller now. Perhaps a little too small. <laughs> yes, indeed. Entirely too small. But, Mr. Stewart... Locking the door. M- Mr. Stewart, why did you... Mr. Stewart, why did you lock the door? Mr. Stewart! Mr. Stewart, why have you shut me in here? Mr. Stewart, please. Please answer me. Yes, Miss Knoll, there's no doubt in my mind at all that you're the very person I want to employ as my housekeeper. I'm very glad to hear that, Mr. Stewart. Of course, the matter of being housekeeper of a place as large as mine calls for definite qualities, you understand, of course. I always do my best, sir. Well, one certainly can't ask for more than that, no, indeed. Your wife, maybe she'd like to talk to me? My wife? Oh, yes, of course. I wrote you about my wife, didn't I? Yes, sir. Uh, well, my wife is out shopping. As soon as she returns, you will meet her. I'm sure she'll find your recommendations as satisfactory as I did. Makes me very happy. I've always wanted to work in a fine house. Uh, now, uh, about money. Oh, any salary you want to pay me, Mr. Judy, it's, it's all right. I, I just want a chance to show you how good I can do your work. Very commendable, yes, indeed, very commendable. But uh, we must agree on a salary. I'm the sort of man who has respect for money and expects a similar respect in others. Oh, yes, and speaking of money, you'll be wanting to open a new bank account, I suppose. Bank account? Yes, it's my principle that everyone employed by me should have a savings account. Bill's character. I'll open an account for you in the morning. You can transfer any other bank accounts you have back in your hometown up to my bank. Convenience, you know. Oh, no, sir. I haven't got that. Hmm? I haven't any money in the bank back home. I, I took it all out. Oh, oh. It wasn't much anyway. I got what was left of father's insurance money after my mother died. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, now then, supposing you leave all your things here and uh, we'll go look over the house, hmm? That'll be very nice. Yeah, uh, right through this door. I'd be glad to be working in such a big house. Right this way. Oh, yes, yes, quite an establishment here. Designed it all myself. I work hard, Mr. Stewart. Oh, yes, yes, I'm certain you will. Now then, right down these stairs. I'll uh, show you everything downstairs first. You have a washing machine? Huh? Oh, yes, 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 everything modern, everything convenient. High, wide basement. There you are. Now, watch yourself. It's uh, just a little dark down here this time of day. Oh, it is a big basement, all right. 
But hang up plenty of washing down here. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Now, if you'll just come this way. You... You building something down here? Building? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Always building, always changing, always remodeling. Change, 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 change. My hobby, always changing things. Hard to keep clean. Now, now, don't you worry about that. Everything will be cleaned up in short order. The bags of sand, concrete, concrete mixer, everything will be out of the way. It won't bother you at all. No, not at all. <laughs> now, right this way. You... You're making more room? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. With nice, clean, concrete floors. Here. Look at this one. Kind of dark. Oh, come on, come on, get closer. All my own work. You see, the floor is still wet. <laughs> I like concrete, don't you? Yes, it, it is clean. Yes, covers everything. You know how deep that concrete is? Three feet deep. Yes, ma'am, three feet deep. And I just poured it an hour before you honored me with your presence. Three feet. That'll make a mighty thick slab of stone, won't it, Miss Nord? Thick enough to cover you. Oh. Ah, yes, indeed. A fist at the point of the jaw, still a most effective soporific. Uh, well, you're quite a light woman, my dear Miss Nord. Up you go, and in you go. Face down. What an unusual bed you lie in, Miss Nord. Sinking down and down and down. And the concrete will harden. And I... Uh, I guess I will have to get myself a new housekeeper. Ladies and gentlemen, let's lean back now and relax for a moment. Let's take time out from tonight's amazing lights out story. The story of a strange, mysterious mansion and the one woman who entered those doors and was never seen alive again. Let's turn during this brief intermission to a much more everyday situation and a question that's much easier to answer. An angry girl is storming out of her friend's house. And her friend says, What can be wrong with Lucy these days? She crosses a bear and she's losing so much weight she looks terrible. She's just no fun anymore. Well, you know what that well-known nutrition authority says about how improper eating due to wartime living may cause a person to become deficient in vitamin B1 and iron and how you absolutely need enough of them to keep your right weight and energy. Well, I come to think of it, that was Ruth's trouble when she got so run down. So she took ironized yeast tablets. And you know how grand she looks and feels again now. Yes, friends. Any number of people who, due to vitamin B1 and iron shortage, were losing weight, losing strength and energy and interest in life, tell how ironized yeast tablets help them regain glorious pep and strength and needed pounds. So if you're short vitamin B1 and iron, don't wait. Go to your druggist this very night and say, A bottle of ironized yeast tablets, please. And now back to our Lights Out story of... Murder Castle. Hello. 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 Is this the employment agency? This is Mr. Stewart. Mr. Henry Stewart. I'm interested in employing a nurse for my child. 
Oh, uh, someone preferably unattached who can live here with my wife, myself. No, 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 just send me their names, addresses, and references, and so on. I'll, I'll send you a check for the services. My address is 424 East 7th. Yes, that's right, just their names and addresses. Yes, yes, I'll send you a check. Well, goodbye. Oh, yes, yes, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. Yes, yes, what is it? Is, is Mr. Stewart in? Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Won't you come in? I'm Mr. Stewart. Thank you. You're answering in regard to, uh... Mr. your position. You wrote me a letter. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Uh, won't you step in here, please? Thank you. Now, you sit there, I'll sit here. We'll get better acquainted. Put your suitcase down there in place, so... Now then, I'm afraid I didn't quite get your name. Ray. Betty Ray. You wrote me. Oh, yes, of course. I remember you distinctly. Uh, now then, you have my letter to you just to sort of refresh my memory on the circumstances, don't you know? Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Eh? I didn't bring it with me. Oh. Well, then, suppose you tell me a little more about yourself. Uh, it always happened. But then father see you off the train, I suppose. Oh, no, sir. It's, it's the way I wrote you, Mr. Stewart. I... I'm quite alone. Oh, yes. Well, but, uh, first there's the matter of the surety bond. I wrote to you about that, didn't I? Yes. Yes, you did. Ah, yes, I felt quite certain of that. Mr. Stewart, I was wondering... Yes? Have you had many secretaries? Why do you ask that? I want to know. Why do you ask that question? What happens to them after you hire them? Tell me, what happens to them? Young woman, just who are you? My name is Betty Malone. Malone. Betty Malone. My sister Ella came here a month ago about a job. And I want to know where she is. Do you hear me? I want to know where she is. I, I don't think I quite know what you're talking about. Why do you lie to me? Why do you lie to me? She was here. She was. Oh, then what makes you so sure? A letter you wrote her. The first one. I waited a whole month and then I came here. And as soon as I saw you, I thought something was wrong. And now I know there is. My sister Ella, where is she? You've got to tell me. What if I tell you again that I don't know what you're talking about? I I'll go to the police. They'll make you tell the truth. I know she came here. I know she did. <laughs> and why do you laugh? Why? Because you're being a very foolish young lady. Very foolish indeed. There's no need to get excited. <laughs> of course your sister's here. And very happy, too. She... She's here? Yes, yes. And very happy, too. So then take me to her. Please take me to her. All right, all right. No need to get excited. Of course, I'll take you to her. I intended to all along. I was just having a little joke with you. <laughs> is she all right? Is she of course, all right? Of course. Now then, come right along with me. Come right along with me. Yes, yes, she's right up here. Been with me for over a month. Why didn't she write? Why didn't she tell me? Now then, right down this hall, and you can ask her that for yourself. But this isn't a trick, is it? My dear young lady, <laughs> you have easily the most suspicious mind of anyone I've ever met. Why, I'm quite a helpless old man, and you always have recourse, as you put it, to the police. <laughs> Here we are, right in this room. Well, go right in. All right. Well, it's locked. Well, knock on the door and she'll open it for you. Ella? Ella, it's Betty. Let me in, darling, it's Betty. Please, it's Betty, your sister Betty. 
Well, now, she certainly is a tight sleeper. But she can't be sleeping. Open the door. Please open the door. All right, all right. No reason to get excited. Oh, quickly, open the door, quickly. Now, don't excite yourself needlessly. Well, I'll go ahead. You open the door. Hello, it's Betty. Hello, what? Now then, my dear Betty, we understand each other clearly, don't we? Bella. Did. Nothing like a complete understanding now, is there? Bella. Did. Oh, it wasn't so difficult. I shut the door, sealed it, and nature took care of the rest. Bella. Did. She died quite easily. Much easier than others. Why? You mean, why do I do it? It's a very simple explanation, young woman. This is my business. Yes, yes, my business. Some men make their fortunes in stocks, some bonds, some in business. And this is my business. Why? 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 Why is any business conducted? Profit, my dear. And I've made quite an neat little profit. Oh, yes. And a very safe one, too. You're dead. Yes. And you're the very first to come wandering about looking for one of my uh, customers. The first. And I assure you, the last. Oh, yes. Thirty women have come in my front door. Thirty-one, including you and Ella. Uh, come on along. No. I'll tell you all about them. You'll find it most instructive. Yes, indeed. Now, come. Don't. Don't hold my arm. Oh, but I must. These collars, as they twist and turn. Oh, yes, it's best I hold your arm. Get lost easily around this house. <laughs> my most interesting house. Where are you taking me? Ah, yes, there were 30 before you. Most interesting array. I used to read the want ads in small town papers, and then I'd write letters. Oh, most interesting letters. I needed a secretary, a housekeeper, nurse, excellent salary, unusual accommodation. Oh, how I knew this had happened. Indeed. And they brought all their worldly belongings with them, generally in a suitcase. Little here, little there. Oh, why sure it's been most profitable. Now, in this room, for example... No. no, don't open that door. No, perhaps it would be better not to. The one in here came to be my housekeeper. Oh, let me see. How long ago was it? Oh, well, no matter. She came as a housekeeper, and after she went into a uh, retirement in that room... I found in her suitcase such interesting bonds. Why, I tell you, my eyes fairly popped right in my head. Oh, yes. It's the uncertainty that makes my little business so very fascinating. Killed 30 women. Now, let's go down a little way now, down here. Don't make me pull you along. Killed 30 women. It wasn't difficult. Most women are such fools, anxious to believe what they want to believe. Came here for life and you gave them death. Ah, you're the smart one. That's why I'm even bothering showing you my work. I never did the others. And showing you around won't do harm. You won't be talking long. Thirty women died. Now, in this room... Well, uh, let me open it and show you. No. No, don't make me look. No, please don't. No. Oh, you see? There's no reason for excitement. Just an empty room. Uh, that's what she thought when she went in here. Then I pressed this button so. <laughs> and the floor flopped open as she stood on it, and down she went. Down, down, down. Guess into what? A pit of lime. Oh, oh, yes, I tried out so many different ways of killing them. You wonder why they'll never find me out? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm much too smart for all of them. Oh, not perfect crimes. No, nothing infantile, but just cleverness in choosing the women I do my business with and an equal cleverness in doing away with them. Oh, yes, indeed. Now then, what was I telling you? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Why do you never get me? Ella, seeing you had done things in my head. No, corpus delicti. 
And if there is one, no evidence of violence. Ah, there, that's the secret. Are you very frightened, sister? Pearl of quicklime, there's no corpus delecti to that, I can tell you. <laughs> Not when you bury them in a slab of concrete. Ah, yes, that's the secret. If I could only have been with you, little sister. Now, this room, let me show it to you. I, I think this will be your room, my dear. Oh, frightened? You see the door? Airtight, airtight, yes, indeed. I'll open it. Amazing sight, isn't it? No doors, no windows. I could have helped you, Ella. Now, I'll shut you up inside the room, then I'll close the door and press this button here like this. You hear that, little one? You hear that? Pumping, pumping, pumping. And guess what is pumping? Ella, Ella, my head. Air. You hear me? Pumping the air out of the room. Yes, that's clever, isn't it? <laughs> you breathe, and soon there'll be nothing there to breathe, and then you'll die. And the police do find your body, no mark of violence, nothing but asphyxiation. A most mysterious death, they'll say. In time, they'll decide it's all quite natural, embolism, heart attack. Oh, they'll think up a fancy name to clear their files. Yes, indeed, they always do. It isn't right for him to live with it, Now, first, off with the pump. Now, my dear, I think you'd better step inside quickly now so I can close the door and go about my other work. Quickly, I tell you. No, wait. Wait, wait for what? I want to give you something. What? You give me that doesn't belong to me already. This. Gun. Get in there. Get in that room. Gun. You had a gun in your purse all the time. My father. I brought it for the man who... Ella. Get in there. No, 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 no. What are you going to... Get in there. I'll press the trigger. Get in there. I'll kill you. No, no, don't. Get in. Don't. I'm an old harmless man. I was only fooling. I wouldn't hurt you for the world. Revenge. It's right to revenge, isn't it, Ella? He said to press this button, Ella. The pump. It's running, Ella. Listen to it. It's killing him the way he killed you. It's right to revenge, isn't it, little sister? Fight to revenge. 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 The air is going out. The air. Shut off that motor out there. You hear me? Shut off that motor. Pumping out the air. Pumping it out. The pipe. The air going out. I can't reach the pipe. Shut it off, you devil out there. Shut it off. It'll kill me. Kill me. I chased it already. Shut it off. I'll give you anything, anything you want. <laughs> Shut up that pump. <laughs> I can't die. <laughs> I won't die. <laughs> I'll tear the walls down. <laughs> Let me out of here. Air. Man's got the web here. Let me out. <laughs> Let me out. Well, my ear. Can't hear. Cold's breaking. Blood in my mouth. My eyes. No air. Breathing. Air. Give me air. Breath of air. Air. Revenge. 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 Revenge, 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 yes, listen to her, Captain. Revenge. Over and over again. Revenge. Such a young and pretty girl. Revenge. Revenge. What could have driven her out of her mind crazy like that? Revenge. Revenge. What, I ask you? Revenge. Revenge.
Strobler. And I suppose they all died happily ever after. You um, put things so sweetly, Mr. Martin. Mm-hmm. The dark corners of the human mind are the deepest dark, I believe, of anything in the universe. Speaking of darkness, how would you like to turn back the pages of that nebulous stuff known as time to the Sakhalin of Tsarist Russia? Uh, you mean right now, Mr. Obler? Oh, yeah. You know the answer to that as well as I do, Frank. It's always after you've had your say for iron IGs. Remember, friends, if you're deficient in vitamin B1 and iron, if that's why you're so under par in weight and strength and energy, then get ironized yeast tablets right away. Now, of course, a rundown condition may be due to other causes. If in doubt, see your doctor. But if you're simply short vitamin B1 and iron, remember, ironized yeast has been so successful in such cases that it's sold on this no-risk, money-back basis. If you don't begin to eat better, to look and feel much stronger, peppier, and more alive, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironized Yeast, Box IY, Rahway, New Jersey. Now, uh, what is this about Sakhalin? Isn't that the Russian island up above Japan? Yes, but our story concerns itself only about the Sakhalin, or Sakhalin, which was used as an an execution ground, and a, well, it was a sort of a macabre education ground, and a devil's island against the enemies of the Tsar. It's a strange story of man's inhumanity to man in one of the strangest places this world has ever known. But be with us again as usual next So there you have it, kids. That was Murder Castle as presented on the Lights Out old-time radio program. Um, it's an interesting story. You know, It's I like how it started out with introducing us to this killer and kind of the way he operated and was able to deceive women into coming to work for him and then leading them to their murders and that there was various different ways that he would murder different people and then bringing in the antagonist who is on to him and it looks like she's going to suffer the same fate, but he's very confident. He's done this so many times before. He's killed so many other people that uh, why would this woman be any different? As soon as she gets the upper hand on him and he's trapped, you know, he, he, he tries to weasel out of it, but he, he doesn't succeed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a classic horror tale with the ironic twist that turns on the antagonizer. And I love it. I think this was a, a clear, great tale. It's something I enjoy sharing with you in this Halloween season. In recent years, I've, I've come to know about um, a famous serial killer who was very similar to this antagonist. Have you heard the story of H.H. Holmes? Dr. H.H. Holmes? He's a quite famous serial killer that operated in Chicago you know, I say he's famous, but yet I didn't know about it till several years ago. <laughs> I guess they don't teach it in uh, school. He was indeed a doctor. He graduated from the University of Michigan in the Department of Medicine and Surgery. The name he was born with was Herman Webster Mudgett. Um, but later on, after graduating, when he moved to Chicago to get away from 
uh, possible suspicion of murder, he changed his name to uh, Henry Howard Holmes, or H.H. Holmes as he's most famously known. And around the time of the 1893 World's Fair, he had bought this drugstore and had built onto it for lodging. And I think eventually he had three floors, the top two for lodging. It was kind of his hotel, um, but it was definitely a murder hotel. Uh, there were rooms with uh, secret doors. There were hallways that went nowhere. Um, they found all kinds of contraptions and ways of killing people. And it's estimated that uh, he probably killed as many as 200 people. Uh, but he was only convicted for one of those murders. And uh, he admitted to several more, you know, like at least 25 other murders uh, during that time. And just a very sadistic kind of guy. And, you know, being a doctor, he had done dissections. He knew the human body. And, uh, yeah, just really, this wasn't something out of fiction. This was really something that somebody did. And, you know... It's, it's kind of amazing to think about, but his hotel was eventually nicknamed the Murder Castle, which is probably, you know, this being produced out of Chicago, like I said, and this is a Chicago serial killer, you know, so it's very well known in Chicago history. Um, I'm sure this is where, <laughs> at least, if not, if not the impetus for the story, uh, definitely the impetus for the title of this story. You know, there's lots of serial killers and there's lots of true crime shows that get into the life and times and try to get in the mind of serial killers. And I've always kind of gotten to the point where, I mean, it's weird. You know, I'm a weird individual in that I love Edgar Allan Poe. I like getting into the minds of those killers that... But when I think of it in terms of real life, you know, like learning all of the details of Jeffrey Dahmer or somebody of, of that kind, there, there comes a point where it's like, you know what? I don't need to know all of this. I don't need to know their mind or, you know, how sick they were or why they did these things. And I know we have to, in order to understand and to stop other serial killers. I, I just like it a lot better when I think of it in terms of fiction. You know, I'm watching Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock, or I'm reading an Edgar Allan Poe story, or I'm listening to this Lights Out episode where this man is, is killing people in his house and he's getting away with it. And it just, I don't know if that makes a certain part of safety for me where it's, it's fiction, it's not real, and it's very fascinating to get into the the reasons why they do this. Uh, but when I start to think of it in terms of reality, that there are actual serial killers and there are people that are this sadistic and this brutal to other people and enjoy it and get away with it and all these kinds of things, I don't enjoy it as much anymore. Um, you know, there was a show on TV several years ago, who knows, it might still be going on, called Criminal Minds. And, uh, you know, like I've said many times, my wife likes to watch mystery shows, cop shows, other, many other things as well, but uh, she really gets into mystery shows and things like that. And so she was watching it. We were both kind of watching it. 
And there got to be a point where I just didn't want to watch it anymore. I didn't want to, it, it seemed too dark and too gross. Not, not that they were blatantly gory or anything like that. You know, and I've, I love to watch, you know, old horror movies and, and things like that. But just week after week, they were dealing with these sick people that were k killing others and, you know, they'd have to get into their minds and figure out, profile them and figure all these things out. And after a while, I just stopped enjoying anything. Yes, it's interesting to find out what they learn and how they are able to solve the crime or whatever. But it was just too, too real. And I think a lot of it was based on case files, you know, real case files and stuff like that. And there was just a point where I, I didn't get any enjoyment out of watching those shows anymore. And so <laughs> if someone, someone were to analyze me, you know, they'd think, oh, he's in the guy Allan Poe. He's into Alfred Hitchcock. He watched, he likes horror movies. You know, he, he must really like that sick, gross stuff. And I do get a lot of enjoyment out of that stuff as long as it's fictional. Um, as soon as it gets close to home, I, I'm, I don't gain as much pleasure from it, knowing that this is really going on. And so does that make me naive? Does that make me living in a fantasy world? No, I, I know that there's real bad things out there, but uh, that doesn't mean I want it to be a part of my life. Kind of thing. And I guess, you know, some people feel that way about horror movies and Edgar Allan Poe and things like that. But um, anyway, it's a strange world out there. We're all strange people. We all have idiosyncrasies and uh, paradoxes in our character, I think. I guess getting away from all that. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this story and I hope you're enjoying, despite it being 2020 and COVID and all kinds of restrictions, I hope you're enjoying your October and I hope you have a happy Halloween, everybody. And I, I think I'll just leave you with that. Well, I better get going. I have to uh, get fitted into my uh, Uncar Plot Halloween costume. Um, so in until next time, kids, stay safe out there and journey on. Please feel free to email me here at the podcast at journeyintopodcast at gmail.com. There is still the voicemail line at 77JN2107. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you can always reach me there. Also, if you want to support me over on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash journey into every show that comes out here on the main feed always goes to Patreon first. I'm doing extra podcasts over there. I'm doing a comics cave podcast where I talk about different comic books. I'm doing a Trekkin podcast where I talk about Star Trek. And that's, you know, above and beyond the delusions of grandeur and the outfield excursions that come out here. Uh, but again, they're always earlier on the Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com and, and see what's available at the different contribution levels and consider throwing me a buck or two a month. The Journey Into Podcast is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Which means that you're free to share this podcast however and with whomever you would like. But please don't change the content and don't sell it for money. Or any other commodity for that matter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>